2: Presented by at Connecting changes everything.
3: Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know, our trusted partner, Tirec.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Toyo Open Country AT3. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
2: I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now, I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC
3: wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at FoxSportsRadio.com, or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR.
4: Now let's get this party started! You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
3: Boom! What up America? Doug Gottlieb show. Fox Sports Radio. mm there are a lot of things going on in the world of sports. We'll get to them in a second. Broadcast live from the tirerack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection of fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. Tireac.com, the way tire buying should be. Uh, we'll get to LaShawn McCoy, Shady McCoy. Uh, Shady McCoy, uh, who, of course was a star running back with the Eagles, but also played a little bit for the Chiefs. Had interesting thoughts on Eric Bieniemy. I want to play play that for you. And we'll have John Middlecoff on upcoming in 20 minutes. But the story of the day, and it continues to evolve, is uh, the story of a pending murder charge on Darius Miles and Michael Buzz Davis. Darius Miles, again, a different Darius Miles than the former NBA star. But Darius Miles was uh, set to, I believe, redshirt He had been in and out of the lineup at Alabama. He'd had some injuries and he was set to redshirt this year. And now he's accused of capital murder. Today is the trial day with testimony today. And what we learned was that Brandon Miller, who's star freshman for Alabama, how good is he? And it doesn't really matter how good he is, but just for, for context, they're the number one team in the country and he's the best freshman in the country and likely to be the first college player drafted in the NBA draft. So, the reaction in many ways is to Nate Oates saying he was wrong place, wrong time. Right? The story and you can go to al.com, right? That's uh, the base newspaper in Alabama. al.com, it goes through the testimony that Brandon Miller brought a gun used in the Tuscaloosa Strip killing. The strip is where all the bars are in Tuscaloosa. He, he brought the gun. Now, again, how it reads is not necessarily uh, or the the headline doesn't necessarily match up with exactly the details, which is, is very, very normal. Technically, he did bring the gun, but there's a little bit more to it. Okay, uh, Apparently, Darius Miles texted Brandon Miller to... Bring the gun, bring the heat, if you will. And Miles, again, who's the alleged owner of the gun, who got the gun back from Miller, gave it to Davis, and he said the heat is in the hat. In other words, the gun was present, okay? And he wrote out that there's one in the head, meaning there's a round in the chamber. Again, I didn't know any of this this lingo. Did you guys know any of this lingo? Jay Stewart, are you a gun guy? Have you ever been around guns a bunch?
4: Um, no, not one bit. I'm not familiar with the lingo. I don't even recall a, a movie using that or any kind of uh, songs that I've heard that have used those phrases. So
3: news to me. Okay. Um, this is the quote from Nate Oates. We knew about that. Can't control everything everybody does outside of practice. Nobody knew what was going to happen. College kids are out. Brandon hasn't been, Brandon Breen, Brandon Miller, hasn't been any type of trouble, nor he is in any type of trouble in this case, wrong spot at the wrong time, okay? The testimony was two and a half hours long, the testimony was two and a half hours long, but there's, there's a little bit more to it, okay, that uh, apparently the, the shooting took place um, right by Bryant-Denny Stadium, which is right by the Strip. So all of this is, you know, the confluence of sports and this crime that was committed, um So I guess what had happened was, uh, I guess what had happened was uh, Miller, Brandon Miller dropped miles off of the club, but didn't stay because the, the line was too long. After leaving the club, uh, Harris, the young woman who was shot, her boyfriend Cedric Johnson, and her first cousin stopped by a nearby grill to eat something. It was then that they encountered Davis. Who was dancing in front of this guy Harris's Jeep. Johnson told Davis that his girlfriend was not interested and to move along, it got a little elevated. In other words, he was dancing, probably trying to hit on the girl, and he said to you know, move along, and they they the words were exchanged. Right. Miles and Davis, again, these are the two people, not Miller, walked away from the victim's Jeep, but later returned. A Dodge Charger and a And a Dodge Challenger that belonged to uh, Miller and one of Miller's teammates, uh, Bradley, were blocking the road where the Jeep was parked. Miles and Davis walked to Miller's car, got something believed to be the gun out of the back seat. Moments later, Davis began firing through the driver's side window of the Jeep. He fired eight shots, some of them while running in an arc from the driver's side around to the back of the vehicle. It was then the detective said that Miller's charger was struck by two bullets. Johnson, the victim's boyfriend, returned fire, striking Davis in the shoulder. Harris, the young lady, uh, was struck in the left side of her face. So Miller told the dispatcher, later police, that he was at the apartment when his friend Davis showed up with a gunshot wound. Miles said he didn't know where Davis was when he got shot and didn't know how it happened. In later interviews, the detective said, Miles said that he and his girlfriend picked up Davis downtown after he was shot. So, by the way, finally, uh, Miller, uh, Miles told, uh, said that it was all caught on hidden surveillance video and that he admitted later to doing the shooting. Excuse me, to being there during the shooting. So at, at no place is Miller accused of doing the shooting but they did get the gun from his car and his car was blocking so that the Jeep could move. Okay, now when you hear these details, what do you think, Jace 2?
4: Of the of the entire uh, yes. situation or the way yes. that coaches handled it? Uh,
5: uh,
3: I would say the way that coaches handle it is matter of fact from a Hey, look, we all these details have come out. We knew them all. And it was determined by the powers that be that he could keep playing. That, that he could keep playing. Yeah. The, the question becomes, you know, did Miller move his car to block this guy's block this guy's exit route? And oh, yeah, by the way, the other element to it, which is and again, I don't know if this is far afield for stuff, but. You know, everybody, all these kids, they all have cars that were all purchased by, you know, the collective and car companies that they represent, right? That's all part of the new world of NIL and guys have had cars in college forever. And I will say that, and it, it's not, it, 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 I mean, kids in college generally don't have money because when you have money and you're in college, like, what do you really have to spend it on? Just stuff. I do know that a far higher percentage of athletes as well as citizens have guns. And in many states, I think Alabama, you don't even have to have a permit to carry it and to to conceal it. So there's a there's a lot going on there. But Miller didn't personally hand over the gun, but the gun was in his car. On the other hand, the gun was was the, the gun was in his car, likely because it was left in the car. By the guy who it belonged to, and then he wanted to retrieve it later. So it's not as again, that's the word nefarious as, hey dude, I'm about to shoot these people. Please please bring me my gun so I can shoot these people. Instead, it's I left my gun in your car. Can you bring it to me? I don't know. Does that change anything you think, Dan Byer, when you when you hear a little bit more granular details no. of the story? No. I
6: I just I don't <laughs> Again, like wrong place, wrong time is we were talking about. I'm, I'm not saying that Brandon Miller should be charged. And the DA said, in fact, that there there's nothing that they can charge him with. Even you know, to your point, if his vehicle was blocking something, I don't, I, they apparently found that there was no way that they could they could do so. But to just, I mean, it, it's making it's making Miller look like the victim in this, and I, I just don't think that that's the case. I mean, it's if if he didn't bring the gun, uh, then there l- likely wouldn't be someone who is dead. So that's just it's not wrong place, wrong time. That's the that's and that's the part of the Nate Oates comments that are just, you know, like, you know, and, and Oates uh, even said, I, "I don't know what's going on. I can't, you know, we can't watch these guys twenty four, you know, twenty four 7
3: well, no one is blaming you. You know, it's. I just. Well, I mean, I I do think that on some level you're like, hey, man, like, how do you not have more control over what's going on, all this stuff? And he just, you know, like, I I we can't control everything. You know, we can't control everything. I think you can. I mean, we look. We used to say if you break wind on campus, they smell it in the office. They know what happened and what's up, or they have a way of finding out. Sure. But. Um, okay so do you think Brandon Miller should continue do you have any issue with Brandon Miller playing for Alabama
6: um no I don't um I I I am fine with it I, I think that this will obviously come up when it when his draft you know stock is talked about uh, maybe it will impact it maybe it won't um he didn't pull the trigger uh he wasn't involved you know in that aspect of it um in the argument between the two parties um he seemed to be on the you know periphery of it so i don't see an issue you know in that in that case
3: yeah i look this is this is my thing and i understand that gun guy is going to sit there and say i'm a crazy person and i'm wrong and and the 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 issue with with guns Okay, it remains the same. It's, it's really not the, the gun owner that keeps him in his safe, that wants to protect his house, that wants to protect his family, that does all the right things. It's like the more and more we create access to guns, and like, look, when you're, when you're younger, okay, and your, your chili can run hot, and you have one, and anybody who's ever fired a gun know, know this to be true. It is a powerful feeling. It's a powerful feeling. You fire a weapon and you're like, whoa, whoa, you know? And what happens is like, think about it, dude. You get to like, yeah, you can see it now. Guys comes out of a club, probably had a, maybe had something to drink. You know, he, he hollers at a girl. The guy says something that, that upsets him. Normal human beings. All right, dude, like, let's go and get something to eat. Let's cool off. Let's go home. Right. Or let's go to another spot. But the wrong time, the wrong energy, the wrong thing said and what used to relate in guys, you know, like squaring off, or fist fighting, whatever. Now it's like, hey, get me my gun. I'm going to make a show of it. It's it's crazy that it, like a, a, a very normal interaction between a guy with his girlfriend and some other guy ends up with him spraying him in bullets and the, the woman dying. Like this is nuts that this is the society that we live in. It's nuts. That is not... In any way, how you <laughs> handle this argument, um, and sadly, that's become part of all of our culture for whatever reason. Like that, that's oh yeah 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 I have my, I have a gun like and and again it's like part of it is and this is this is where I am in my life is like well there are people that say well if you had a gun then you protect yourself yeah but if somebody else has a gun they see you with a gun and you go for your gun are they going to shoot you? On the other hand, if you don't have a gun, then you're defenseless against somebody who has a gun. It's a really hard thing to, to do, to try and figure out. Because you have, and this, anyone, anyone who thinks the result in an argument about a woman and whether or not you can talk to her is, I shoot you, is an idiot, a criminal, and deserves to be locked away. The, the question that we probably will never know with Brandon Miller and I'm sure his text will at some point be released in this testimony, right, is what did he, did he have any idea that the gun was going to be used for a crime to be committed? Or was his car strategically placed in a place where it could block it off? Or did he actually go home and leave the car for somebody else? Uh, It's just, it's so crazy, so sad, and the, The, the worst part about it is it takes away one from this young woman who died. She's like 23 years old. Like what? And then, you know, what do you do in terms of sports? What's fair? What's right. Um, I I'll defend Nate only in that. I, I, I took it as he was just trying to whatever was discussed with the, lawyers, not just his own, but the university lawyers, this is very likely what they came up with. Which is, hey man, it's wrong place, wrong time. That's like the best way they can come up with it. it. It looks bad, it looks worse than actually what happened. Which my my guess would be that he has the facts in his back pocket, which is Brandon Miller didn't ever have the gun on purpose. He wasn't holding on to the gun. The gun was left in the back of his car. And the text message says, hey, my gun's in your car. Can, can, I, can I pick it up? I don't know. I, I wish I had better answers, better clarity, but that's the best I'm coming up with. Fox
4: Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
0: terms and conditions apply. You've put it
3: off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporting handling, all-terrain tires for on and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Vredestein tires ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to size sports to see their Vredestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's tiret.comslash sports, tiret.com, the way tire buying should be.
7: One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 first pick set to receive $50 in Pick 6 credits, which are non withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only. Expire after six months. Restrictions apply. Limited time offer. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up to date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See. Terms at picksix.draftkings.com/promos.
3: John Middlecoff joins us, NFL analyst, three and out podcast host. John, let's uh, let's dive in here on the Eric Bieniemy thing. So now he's the Commanders' offensive coordinator. You and I have had this discussion before. I've I pointed out like, look, I get it. They they've won a couple of Super Bowls, and he's been on that staff, and other people have gotten jobs. But you know, Chris Ballard came from Kansas City. He interviewed, didn't hire him. Uh, Ryan Poles came from Kansas City. He's in Chicago, didn't hire him. Then you hear, this is LaShawn McCoy. And now Shady played at the tail end of his career for the Chiefs. Here's what he had to say on Speak yesterday. What's his value? What makes
1: him a good offensive coordinator? See, the problem is a lot of these people that go on social media, oh, he should be the guy for the job. They haven't played there. They're not in the locker room. Mm -hmm. I've been in the rooms where he's coaching, and he has nothing to do with the pass game at all. Right? When the plays are designed, that's Andy Reid. When we watch the film or practices and we correct the, the, the wide receivers, the running backs, the, the quarterbacks, he doesn't talk in there. Andy Reid talks in there. Mm. The last issue I have with him is what makes Andy Reid so great, not the, call, the, the play calls, which we see that, which, I mean, that's one of it. But the other thing is, like, adapting to the players. Well, be enemy, he's my first practice, I couldn't believe it. He dog-coaching, he dog-cussing the players. I'm like... And not just the regular players, Kelsey, you know, you know, other players. So it's like it's hard for me. I'm rooting for him because he's a black coach, and I love to see black coaches win. So I want that to, 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 to do well for him. But if I have to do my job and be honest, my thing is just where is the true value at? Is it then is it have anything to do with him being black in your opinion? Obviously I, you ain't Roger Goodell, you don't know no. You know what? Absolutely not. But people want to win. The color thing, I, I get it. It, it. it should be more black coaches. I definitely believe that. But if you come up for the, the Chiefs, they want to win. It has nothing to do with the, with the color barrier at all.
3: Uh, John, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, listen,
4: Shady's been around a lot of really good coaches, right? He he, he was originally drafted by Andy Reid, and on those staffs, uh, Ted Williams was his running back coach. And then he went, I, I'm pretty sure Anthony Lynn was his running back coach in Buffalo with Rex Ryan. Uh, so, th- to me, this notion that like Shady doesn't know what he's talking about on this one seems like I actually think it's a pretty unique opinion. He was around him, and the one thing, listen, I, I I have obviously no people in that organization. I've never like asked Coach Reed about it or whatever. I mean, he worked with Coach Reed for ten years, so clearly, you know, they like him there or did like him there. But my main question is, is Kelsey and Mahomes? You would say, you know, obviously Patrick would probably be number one now that Brady's gone uh probably even above rogers and i would say kelsey for non-quarterback would be like top five list of like when they if they say something about a player or a coach it would really hold a lot of water and i just don't ever hear those guys saying anything. i mean nope. they never said anything so
3: well, the, the, the other one is the other one is matt nagy did not do a great job i think there's a lot that went into the chicago thing not working So I don't want to cast all the blame, right? They they couldn't figure out quarterback. They still made the playoffs. Couldn't figure out uh, quarterback. But Matt Nagy's back with Kansas City, and all you hear out of people in Kansas City is, "Hey, if and when Andy Reid retires, Matt Nagy's the guy." No one mentions Eric Bieniemy.
4: You know, when Mahomes when he was slamming cores lights, who was on the float sitting right next to him? Matt Nagy, that's his guy. You know, so I mean, players and one thing Shady kind of hit on. Is and you've always been on this side of it. Like I think sometimes the media does a poor job of not like it's about winning and losing. Like that's the number one thing. Like every player cares about, owner cares about, coaches care about. And I think there's an element to Eric enemy. Like if people thought he was like the star coach, how many interviews does he had right for head coaching jobs? Like over ten. I think I read twelve. Clearly, it's it's has not gone well in those situations. Now he's going to have an opportunity where, like, he's going to be able to put his stamp, right? No one's going to be able to say. And they have. it's not like he's going to some totally crap team. I actually think Washington's got a lot of talent on their team. Now the quarterback situation will have to be figured out. But, like, after a while, if you just interview twice or whatever, I, okay, the argument might have some merit. But after it's been like a half decade of interviews all over the place and never getting a job, when random guys get jobs left and right, black and white, think about D'Amico Ryans. D'Amico Ryans was playing like, six years ago. And then within five years, even last year, after one year's defensive coordinator, people were like, oh, this guy's going to be head coach. He starts interviewing places, and within a year, he has, like, the pick of the litter. You know? So it's like, why? Because everyone's like, you know, not only is D'Amico a great coach, great guy. We love him. Have you ever heard one person say a bad thing about D'Amico Ryans? Never. Like, there's not even a question. And it's no. like, for whatever reason, you know, it's, it's, it's hard because there hasn't been, like, a definitive piece, but clearly there's something there. Like, it's not even debatable. You know, it's not even debatable at this point that something's a little off. Now, he can change that. If he goes to Washington next year, right, if they're an 11-win team and their offense is sweet, it'll be hard to even argue that his offensive acumen, you know, because that's ultimately what people care about would be, you know, being able to score points. And that would be, I guess, part of the question right now is Andy does it? Well, of course Andy does (coughs) it. He's like the Bill Walsh of his generation.
3: I don't know – for a fact, what's going on with Daniel Jones? Okay, but I mean, you and I have been around this thing for long enough that we can figure it out. He announced he's switching agents yesterday, and then it's leaked out that he's seeking 45 million per year, right? Which sounds like his old agent's like, hey man, we got a good deal here, about 35 million a year. And he's like, nah, everybody else, my, these other guys are telling me 45 is the number. I'm going to switch agents. I guess here's my thing. If I'm the Giants, like at at any point, are you willing to just let him walk? Like, or just hey, go play the market. Just go play the market. Like, we're gonna offer you 35 for a couple years, guaranteed. No, no one actually ever does that. Cowboys wouldn't do it with Dak. You know, uh, Washington. By the time Washington uh, lost uh, Kirk Cousins, he was gone. There wasn't any negotiation. But how come you like? Like, why would you pay him forty-five million dollars? He had a nice year. He's a good quarterback. He's reasonable. You want to keep him? Like, all right, we'll give you a long-term deal at $30, dollars. We just don't think you're a forty-five million-dollar right. Why won't anybody do that?
4: I mean, Doug, when you when you're throwing out thirty and thirty-five, I, I honestly I, I think that's insane. I mean, I, I think he's a solid player. Obviously, he's a good guy. He you know, had a solid year with this with Brian Dayball. To me, the number would be like twenty million. It would be simply like these cutthroat, like real estate guys. You you give your offer, and he's like, "Take it or leave it." Like this is it. Like we're we're not. There's not a negotiation here. Like I'll give you two years. You know, let's say 45 million. Hell, we'll even guarantee every penny. But like to me, 30, 35. I, you know, you have to have some. Like say this about Cousins. Like he can make Pro Bowls. He's limited. He's got some issues. But like Kirk Cousins can have a year where it's like 38 touchdowns, Pro Bowl like Daniel Jones is not having that. So to me that number is much closer to 20 than it is to 30 because we're talking in the NFL. You know, the difference of $10 million, that that can buy you like three starters, definitely like an impact starter and another role player. I mean, that's that's a big difference and that's the thing we said with Dak. It's like, "God, once you start making 40, if you're not like a locked pro bowler, our team's not going to be as good and we're going to have issues." And sometimes the Cowboys like God, if he just made you know six, seven million dollars left, their team would be the Eagles. But you know, and he's not quite good enough to be at that like Mahomes, right? And we're going to see that with Kyler, and more than likely, you know, Deshaun Watson. Like these contracts are not going to work because the guy's not elite. So to me, Daniel Jones is, you know, he is not as good as Alex Smith when the Chiefs, you know, kind of got him, in, you know, and they really had him rolling. And Alex was not making that much money relative to other quarterbacks and that allowed them to build a really good team. Yeah. And the Giants here's the other thing, Doug, the Giants, it was incredible. He was my coach of the year, partly because their roster sucked. Like they're not just like coming back next year and some lock to make the playoffs. Like you know, their quarterback situation, well now they gotta start paying the quarterback situation. There's still a long way to go. I I would have no problem letting the guy walk because like you said, where's he like
3: who's paying him? Nobody. Nobody there's all these other quarterbacks out in the market. Right, I'm like what? in someone would
4: someone would have paid Dak probably. Daniel Jones, no way.
3: Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you, and and you have a guy who's a quarterback whisperer. The that, that, that you know again, do you want do you want to have Daniel Jones back? Yes, do you want to have even? I agree with you at thirty five million. Like even at thirty five, do you want to have him back at thirty five million? Like, okay, what's the how much difference is there between Daniel Jones at thirty five million and Drafting somebody, playing a younger player, and then using all the rest of your money, the 30 other million dollars, to get you better weapons, right? I mean, I,
4: I can see if, if, if Daniel Jones is even in the 30-plus ballpark, and obviously with free agency, things get inflated. I mean, what do you think Derek Carr's thinking? I mean, he, his resume compared to Daniel Jones is dramatically better, right?
3: No question about it. Um, okay, let me, let me ask you about prospects. Uh, you obviously, for people who don't know, John Middlecoff, he was in college football at Fresno State. Then he was in the NFL as a scout with the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, how do you, what do you do with Bryce Jones? Or Bryce Young, excuse me. What do you do with Bryce Young? I mean, look, he checks a lot of the boxes. He's bright. He's tough. Uh, he, the, the ball, you know, the ball takes he's off good. off his hands. He's good. There's, I have zero negatives outside of this one negative. He's a small human being by NFL quarterback standards, not just height, but also width and thickness. What do you do with that?
4: Yeah, I mean, I I think he's clearly the best player at his position, which obviously trumps every other position. It's just people around the league think he weighs like 165 pounds because these guys go in there, they're around him, and he's just really small. I I remember when the Heisman pictures came out, all these pictures – Everyone, like four of my buddies in the league, is like, "Look how much smaller he is than the other guys, and it's dramatic, right?" But I remember this with Devonte Smith. I was like, I remember texting a buddy that does the SCC, like, "How are you going to draft a, a receiver?" Now we all knew he was sweet his that year he had at Alabama when he won the Heisman. He was dominant, but it was like the same deal. He weighs 100 and whatever 70 pounds, 165 pounds, and even now you, you see him like playing for the Eagles. You're like, God, this guy's game. He's been playing like that his whole life, and he dominated. And if we just had that mindset with Devontae Smith, clearly like he's going to become you know, a 15-year NFL pro and dominate in the NFL for a long time. Now, the difference is a wide receiver, the rules, you're not taking these mammoth shots. Obviously, a quarterback, you can still, unless you're Tom Brady, get hit really hard. So I would lean and take him. I would just take the best player. It's risky, and part of that is the other guy's. You know, I mean, Will Levis to me is kind of going to be boomer bust. And, you know, it depends who you talk to. Some people love him. Some people are just like, yeah, that's not my cup of tea. He's not accurate enough. He's kind of a meathead. Uh, and then CJ Stroud, if he had played the Georgia game seven more times throughout his career, that's where he was running around, rolling out. And part of it is that he didn't have to, right? I mean, he wasn't playing teams like that. I think he would be in the mix to be the number one pick because. The knock on him was well, he's just pocket quarterback, not a great athlete, and he's throwing to you know, Marvin Harrison Jr., senior, and Terrell Owens. And it's just kinda easy, kinda like Tua at Alabama. But then you watch him play against Georgia, you're like, he's pretty athletic, he can make plays with his feet. If he can do that, that's gonna translate to the NFL. So I wonder if that the problem though know, is only the one game. Now it wasn't the highest level, it was against the best team, but I think if he had like two or three more of those games, I do wonder if he, we would be talking about him and Bryce would just be going number two, but I, I still think that when the dust settles, even with his weight, and you watch the combine, he'll weigh like 183 pounds. He'll be planting creatine and, you know, eating milkshakes. But um, he's small. Now he's dominated being small, and I think sometimes, like, you know, Joe Grant, small, but he's been small as whole life, right? Some guys just, when you have elite skills and elite traits, it just, it just works. Yeah, here's, you know, just,
3: here's, here's the problem, okay? And I, and I have heard, I, I understand. Again, you're, you're, you're talking to somebody who watched Bryce Young play in high school, and he was ridiculous. Like, he's so good. And, like, I, there's, I, have, I have nothing bad to say about him. But that, that whole, he's been small, he's known how to play his whole life, like, that's great. But, again, you know this saying, and it's true. In the NFL, you don't get faster, everybody else does. The same can be said for size. You don't get bigger everybody else. Everybody's bigger, faster, stronger than they've ever been before. Meanwhile, you're the same size, and so while you may know how to navigate it, it's a different sport than college football.
4: And that's where the one thing he has going for him, to me, I think it would be much more, this is way big of a risk if he was playing in the Pac-12, the Big 12, where he's just not playing NFL players every single week on the other side. Like, he's played Georgia, right? And last year, twice. And he was Remember the national championship game, they lost. He was awesome. and His guys were dropping the ball. So we have like one thing in these draft meetings. It's like, you could be talking about Bryce Young or some random dude. It's like, well, where's his tape against the another guy that we're going to see playing on Sundays, the first, second round pick. You can do that with Bryce basically five, six times a year in the SEC. Like, I mean, all, all the best defensive linemen consistently come from the SEC and he's playing them. And like, like I said, I mean, he played Georgia twice last year. Now granted, like every single team is kind of Georgia. <clears throat> Once you get to the NFL, like you said, there's it, it, also just—I mean—the the, the question is—is is if he gets slammed on the ground, is he going to get injured? Kind of like Tua. Well, when Tua did, he got hurt in college, really, nice. really badly. All this three guy years. did have a all three. Yeah, and it, it's clearly translated to the NFL. He gets slammed. He's small. I do think Bryce—I know he got injured this year, a little freakish—has like some innate skills to like avoid the hits. And, you know, it's something some guys, two, clearly doesn't have it. And two, it just isn't the athlete that Bryce is. But I'm not arguing that there's super risk, but there is two back-to-back years of tape and practice every day that, you know, once you're drafting at that high, I mean, you'd be watching Alabama practice tape. You you watch, you pull out all the stops. You can get as comfortable as humanly possible because of the competition.
3: John, great stuff as always. Three announce the podcast. Download it. Unbelievable football talk. Middle Coffee, the best. Thanks for joining us.
6: Wilson fakes on a three, dribbled in and kicked it out. He's still here. Here's Grady, a deep three. He buried it. Grady Dick from 25 feet, and KU goes up six. It's not happening, not this year. KU avenges both losses. What a clutch performance here tonight. KU
3: victorious,
6: 63 to 58.
3: <laughs> That was the progressive play of the day. Progressive is making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home, car insurance together. You can save on both. Learn more at progressive.com or call 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Brian Haney on Learfield with the call as KU takes down TCU 6358. Grady Dick, the star freshman, hit a big three. Uh, KU gets gets the win. Stop me if you've heard this before, but it appears Kansas is going to win the big 12. Let's get to the press.
6: The Press.
3: Dan Byer, what do you got? Doug, Lonzo
6: Ball is just 25, but now will miss the entire 2022-23 season, in addition to missing half of last season because of ongoing knee injuries. Issues, maybe.
3: You know, look, uh, there's obviously been lingering knee issues that he suffered, but his first knee injury he suffered was with the Lakers. And uh, that kind of became – there's a snowball effect to it because – he couldn't really work on his game the first off season, and after his second year, he was traded. He was gone. And if you ask the Laker guys, if you look at first knee injury, his shoe kind of buckled, and at the time he was wearing the big baller brand shoes, and there's no real, you know, there was no R and D done on those shoes like there are on major brand shoes. I mean, you could get back to blaming his dad on all of this stuff. The Brooklyn Nets have given Jacques Vaughn a contract extension that will now run through the 2026-27 season. I, I love it, but you know, the, the Nets have gone all in on their culture. And they just, hey, man, we just, Kenny Atkinson was great at the culture. We think Jacques will as well. And I, I, they're going to be a hard team to beat. They're not going to win the NBA championship, but they'll be a hard team to beat in the playoffs with their versatility. Their, the diversity of athletes and wings that they have, and how many guys they can guard.
6: I, I don't remember a guy going from assistant to interim, back to assistant, back to interim, then full time, then getting a contract extension. But that has been Jacques Vaughn's tenure with the Brooklyn Nets because he replaced Kenny Atkinson. Then Steve Nash got the job, but he stays on staff. The Nash obviously leaves. It's just crazy. It is crazy. Uh Victor Wemba Nyama, Now yes. 7'5", five Doug, according to reports, uh, ESPN. Wait, he's still growing? Yes. So went from seven two to seven three, now from seven three to seven <laughs> five. Which is to me is just even saying seven five is <laughs> like uh, seven foot. Yeah, no, he's seven two. But you just don't say seven five a lot in casual conversation.
3: I think the big question is what is can his body hold up All right because he clearly has incredible fluidity for his size and length dexterity some skill, but man, what does it look like when he's run up and down eighty two nights when guys put a little forearm in his chest I don't know I think that's gonna be interesting
6: i I think it's also interesting when you look at the four worst teams in the n b a right mm-hmm. now and thinking that you know like will with the Pistons, Hornets, Spurs, and Rockets being those w- worst teams, like if Yama goes to
3: any of those four, um, obviously it changes I, the – I think Oklahoma City has the Rockets pick or their ability to uh, to swap with the Rockets. That like, yeah, could be – Can actually, you imagine Chet but, coming next year with Victor? But, man, like, yeah, I just <laughs> – Those aren't great teams for him, to be honest, no, if you're saying. yeah, yes. Yeah, I know. Yes. Like wait, you're going to go to Detroit? That's oof. Woof. Today
6: is the today's the first day that teams can use the franchise tag or transition tag on players. Lamar Jackson, obviously a topic of conversation, but bet online has put odds out on Lamar's next team if he does not stay with the Baltimore Ravens, and the favorite right now would be the Atlanta Falcons at 3 to 1, followed by the Jets, Raiders, Buccaneers, and then Patriots on Lamar
3: Jackson's uh next team, odds yeah, wise. I, I think the 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 Falcons make a lot of sense, right? You have a coach who he's had a, a quarterback that ran uh and a consistent running game as well when he's with Mariota, not just last year, but Mariota going back to Tennessee and Arthur Smith. Uh, and they they need some energy, but I just I don't see the Ravens trading him. I, I just see them running it back and trying to build this thing around him.
6: The uh, bet online also has odds on Aaron Rodgers' next team if it's not Green Bay. The Raiders, right now, minus 200. Then the Jets, plus 140. And then uh, Tennessee's, like 10 to 1. Niners, 16 to 1. But uh,
3: yes. So, I the- don't see the Jets being a factor. I do see the Raiders being a factor.
6: And uh, good news for Phil Mickelson, Doug, is the RNA will allow live golf players to compete in the Open Championship this summer at Royal Liverpool if they qualify. Past champions can qualify, so Phil will be able to tee it up at uh, Royal Liverpool, as will defending champion Cam
3: Smith as well. So live players will not be barred from the season's final major. That's oh, good. That means somebody can actually explain to me who Cam Smith is because I could pick him up the lineup. <laughs> oh. uh, you got one more. Oh, uh, uh, Brewers signed Luke Voigt. To a minor league deal. Oh, yeah, boy. the Python's you go. going to Milwaukee. How about there that? There we go, and that's the press. Hey, get out there and press.
6: That was the press.
3: All right, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Thanks to those of you who listened to the Dan Patrick Show earlier today. No pod today. We'll be back with the pod tomorrow. I'll maybe give you some picks on Twitter. It's Doug Gottlieb Show. Enjoy Fox Sports Radio.